don't like it. I love it, love it, love it. Uh oh. So good it hurts. I don't want it. I gotta, gotta have it. Uh oh. When I can't find the words, I just go. What up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Chump Talk. All three of the boys are in studio for the time being. Dunk is taking off shortly. Producer Dunk, how are you doing? I'm doing quite well. Yep. yep. You had a good Easter weekend? Great Easter weekend, mm-hmm. yeah. Nice little long, extra long weekend extra. for the Pool Electric boys. X- XL weekend, for yeah. sure. You'll yeah. take that. Four days. Take that. Yeah. Love it. This weekend felt like it was, like, super long to me, and I think it's because I, I had a big Thursday night. Oh, your darts. Darts yes. tournament, mm-hmm. yeah. So, and then and then you had Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It just felt like a long weekend for me, which it, it, I guess it is a long weekend, but yeah. it felt extra long, so it was... Uh, it was good. Spent spent lots of time with family. The weather was beautiful for the most part too, and it's just it's just nice to be outside these days. Oh yeah, I was outside in shorts and t-shirt all day today. It was yeah, that's glory. That is nice. Every but. day this weekend felt like a Sunday. That's a bit of a hot take. Yeah. No, I would I, you agree with I, that? I, I definitely, I think especially we Friday. Had a lot of family. Well, yeah, I, just a lot of casual chillness. Also, yeah. I went to church Friday morning, so then Friday oh, yeah. felt like a Sunday all day for sure. And oh. then I went to church Sunday, so Sunday also felt like a Sunday. Really, which, which makes which <laughs> checks, out. Yeah. checks out. Checks yeah. out. Um, okay, we are we, we're gonna do this right away because I told uh, I, I told our our guest um, Marcus couldn't come on last week, yeah, but he did send us some voice notes and I think I think John Rom was one of his one of his yeah, picks. Yeah, I think it was. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna dial him up and do a quick Masters recap because uh, I w- I watched a lot of it this weekend. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, I didn't see too much, but yeah. I wish like. Uh, I would have liked to follow it because it does look entertaining. Mm. It is. The day I, I had the most time to watch it, though, which was Saturday, Yeah, was the day that it got rained out mm-hmm. early. Yeah. And then yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. Yesterday, on the final day, I seen from like mm-hmm. 5 o'clock on, but I didn't really see anything until then. Mm-hmm. Were you barefoot all day, too? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, Sometimes. <laughs> we, we do have our golf analyst on the line. Okay. He is here. Um, and obviously, you said John Rom took took home the uh, the <clears throat> win on Sunday. Marcus, how, how's it going? Good, boys. Good, boys. How you doing? Good. So, just just first of all, as as far as uh, enjoyment level goes for you this weekend, obviously the weather uh, played a big factor in the Masters. But did you enjoy watching the tournament like usual? I did. Yeah, it was certainly interesting with uh, with all the weather stuff going on, but. I think it was pretty exciting um, up until maybe at the end when we all expected a bit more of a fight from Brooks, but mm-hmm. I guess you get what you get, right? Yep, 100%. Um, I want to start with uh, one little thing you said, and I don't want to spend much time on this because we don't like to uh, be a guy when he's down, and he is our boy on this podcast, but Corey Connors, mm. you said you said you didn't add him in the picks because it's tough to repeat uh, back-to-back tournaments, and uh and and he showed that that is true that it is very it is very difficult very, very difficult <laughs> to repeat and he he didn't have a great showing but we're we're okay with him he'll be back right yeah oh yeah he'll be back at the at the masters especially um yeah. i think he would be a guy that i would throw in the picks for for next year almost right off the hop just because nice. of the fact that he was trending so well and then mm-hmm. just to have a bit of a flop this year i think he comes back with a with a big chip on his shoulder next year what type of players does the does augusta um boat well for like what like is it a, is it the type of type of uh golf course that if you can if you can hammer the ball you're looking good or is it is it like a if you're an elite putter you're looking good or if your short game's good what what is it known for one of those things i think it's really widely regarded as like one of the courses that you've got to kind of have it all at but 
Um, if you got to pick one of those things, definitely the iron play. I think that's why Corey's shown to be really, really good there in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, he strikes his irons, you know, as good as anybody on tour, really. Um, and Augusta is just one of those places that those greens have so many kind of shelves to them. So if you can get the ball on the right plateau, um, then your your putting is going to be infinitely easier. So it doesn't necessarily always come down to how well you putt it because sometimes you're just at the mercy of an, an absolutely impossible putt. Um, if you catch yourself on the wrong side of a slope and then you kind of race to the other side of the green. So the, the better iron players are usually um, really rewarded there. What allowed Phil Mickelson to be so good? I mean, on Sunday he shot a 65, and his previous round was a 75. So if he could have even just brought down a few strokes, Phil actually could have been the outright winner, which is crazy. But Phil Mickelson, not a guy that, especially since he's gone over to live, that we've heard about too much, but just an older guy like that. What made like it so easy for Phil to come into Sunday and shoot around like 65 and come second place? Yeah, I think... I think it's all the spite from, from all the yeah. live stuff. I think he, uh, I think he went over there and I mean, he did, he did win a major in 2019, which people are kind of quickly forgetting. He won the PGA championship at definitely at forgot 50 that. years old or 2020, is that 2019 or 2020? I believe, or it could have even been 2021 now that I think of it, but it was the one at Kiowa Island and he won it at 50 years of age, which is one of the more crazy things we've seen. Um, and then, yeah, obviously going over to live, I don't know if you guys heard, but when he was at the champions dinner this year, he, uh, he refused to talk to anybody. Actually, he didn't speak really? a word at the champions dinner. It came, it came around to his turn to kind of say his little piece about, you know, things he might be excited for this year, or really just that the, the floor was open for him to say whatever he wanted to. And he, he just seated his time and, and passed it on to the next guy, which everybody was just kind of, they kind of took that as like a, a bit of an FU, which is. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how else you would take it other than that. So he, he, uh, I think he kind of came in and tried to make it a whole like PGA versus live thing, yeah. and I'm going to show you how good I am still at golf. And and he definitely and made sure to out on kind of thing. He made sure to wear all his logos from his team or whatever and live too. I saw that. Oh really? I yeah, yeah. Picked my up on favorite that. thing. My favorite thing was people saying that he uh, he either looks like a yeah. a random travel team head coach yeah. or i like the one where somebody said it he looks like he's the head coach for the last place xfl team yes. yeah yeah he, yeah, he had the aviators on a black hat with a black jacket and black pants he was he was all it, oh, it looked yeah, like just, it looked like the 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 jumpsuits we'd get for uh like hockey when we were in bantam like the the all blackout with our logo that's that's what yeah that's what it looked like he was wearing exactly. um but yeah, you, you meant you, high flyers you mentioned kind of like Liv versus PGA kind of thing. And Liv actually showed out well because you have Kepka and Mickelson tied for second. They're both Liv. Patrick Reed, he's Liv. That's four. Um, I don't know who else was who else was kind of up there. But but I, I saw only like DeChambeau, which, by the way, that guy became irrelevant. Yeah, I'd never heard a lick about his name once over the weekend. I, you could have told me he's done golfing and I would have believed you because I just haven't heard anything from him. I also did not see... I'm not sure I saw a single shot from Bryson um, from Thursday through Sunday. And I 
watched just about as much as I possibly could. <laughs> really? That's insane. Does he live too? Yeah, yeah, he's lived. Really? Yeah. Wow. But they even even Mickelson, sure. you could tell they were like not talking about him and showing him as much as they would have if like, especially since how good he was doing. They like normally you'd you'd see cameras on Phil all the time, but I just wasn't even hearing his name much until it came right down to the stretch. I think I think uh, I don't think that they were doing that necessarily on purpose. I know Augusta won't really come out and say it, but they're obviously independent of right. the PGA and Live, so they're not. You know, they don't really have a stance in the Live versus PGA thing. They're just going to bring the best players in the world to their tournament and put on the best tournament, which is what they do every single year. It is the greatest tournament. Um, mm-hmm. But I think he just didn't get much airtime because he really didn't seem like a threat to <laughs> to make a great showing in the tournament until all of a sudden he was like, I don't know how many under he was on the back nine there, but he really snuck his way into that 65. And then all of a sudden, you know, they could barely show the last couple of holes before his yeah. round was over. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, one of the bigger topics of discussion on Twitter over the weekend for the Masters was uh, basically with Brooks Strong showing the first couple rounds and, and basically saying, I think it's just like a com- completely fabricated rumor, but just saying like basically does Brooks wish he would have stayed with the PGA and kept competing with these guys. Because, again, like I don't think Liv has been the hype that everyone thought it was going to be. But I don't know. It, it's probably just a complete rumor. But when you look at it, what, where, like, where do you think Brooks is at in his career? Like, Do you think he wishes he stayed with the PGA? Or do you think he's just loving that guaranteed money out in Liv? Yeah, I think initially he did love that guaranteed money. And I thought I think that he thought there was going to be a little bit more like competition follow along with him and kind of, kind of itch that scratch in the back of his mind. Like he is a competitor, right? And I think he maybe undervalued how much he actually cares about the competition and, yeah. and not just kind of the money aspect of it. And now he, he has been known to say um, that he would have had a lot different uh, decision if he knew that he was going to be as healthy as he is now. Yeah. When he made that decision to go to live, he wasn't at the top of his health and he kind of, kind of had thought maybe, you know what, this, I might not be the player that I used to be. I might not be that like major champion anymore. Mm-hmm. So he uh, he definitely has that in the back of his mind that he, you know, he didn't think that he kind of could be this player again. And then now that he is, um, I think I don't think he said it outwardly, but I think he would want to come back to the to the PGA Tour. It's just whether they'll have him and and looking at what those contracts with Liv are to to kind of buy get yourself, out of yeah, it. buy yourself out of it. Yeah, which is like, is it's that even fair? Like, well, yeah. So uh, they've kind of been digging into the contracts to like find out if that was going to be something that might be possible. And it looks like most of the guys are holding about um, a fee of two to four times their initial signing if they want to get out. So Jeez. for Brooks signing for a million or a hundred million bucks, that's, he's looking at between two and four hundred million to get out of his contract. Oh, really? Like that's what he would have to pay Liv yeah. to get out of it. Yeah, aka that won't be happening. Yeah, really? no, no, no shot. That's just those are insane numbers. Um, wow. So it really seems like he's stuck with Liv for I guess the next three and a half, four years because all those deals that those guys signed were five year deals. If I'm, if I'm correct in what I remember. Yeah, I wouldn't even be surprised if Liv uh, in five years if Liv's in a real, real tough place. Uh, producer, yeah, Dunk, I wouldn't be surprised as well. Producer Dunk's taken off. By the way, if you want to say, uh, if you want to say hi, Marcus. Hey, what's going I on heard you. i heard you when i first hopped on the call but we haven't said anything how you doing oh i'm doing and quite well any master's questions before you go uh 
No, no, you guys <laughs> said it all. Uh, you you weren't curious about uh, um, Scotty Scheffler finishing tied for tenth, and he was the favorite. Were you curious about that? That that looks a bit tough on him, but <laughs> yeah, it's still top ten finish. Yeah, that's. I don't know anything about golf. Really. <laughs> I think Scotty putted just about as poorly as he could out there at Augusta, and he still mm. figured out a way to to shoot or to finish. Yeah, tied for tenth. So I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised to see him do some crazy stuff for the rest of this year. Watch him at maybe some of the other majors. As, as far as uh, as far as some other um, surprises or takeaways, obviously Sam Bennett um, was talked about yeah. a lot. Um, he he kind of had a had a tough Sunday there, but you gotta command uh, commend him for for what he did the first three days of the tournament because he was he was up there with uh, with Brooks the whole time before John Rom kind of passed both of them. But any other surprises other than that that you guys that either played a lot better than you thought or played a lot worse than you thought? Uh, definitely worse than I thought was Justin Thomas. Yeah, um, that guy was right at the top of my list of of the picks that I gave you if I if I remember correctly. Definitely expected a good showing from him, and he actually was one of those guys that um, had the AirPod in his ear on Friday. I don't know if you guys, yeah, I seen that actually. Not, but oh no, I did yeah, not they see. were interviewing guys in the middle of their round. So Justin was going out to finish his second round on this was Saturday morning because of the weather delay on Friday. He was going out to finish his his second round. Um, this is when there was only a couple guys left on the course, and we weren't really sure if Tiger was going to make the cut or not. And it yeah. kind of it kind of wrote on JT whether or not Tiger was going to make the cut. And then they were interviewing JT and he had a protein shake in his hand and, and he kind of said, well, it looks like it's going to be a long day for me. So I got to get the, got to get the food into me. Got to get, you know, lots of nutri- nutrients because he was going to, you know, he was set to play looks like about 25, 26 holes yeah. or whatever that day. And, uh, and then he ended up bogeying a few and just slipping totally underneath the cut line and didn't even play more than four or five holes so he kind of it seems like he jinxed himself on that interview time i don't know if he'll maybe do that next time they ask (laughs) yeah that's tough um what's the most holes you've walked in a in a day golfing oh that's a great question probably i'd probably have to go back to early high school to to think of that i would i would say i mean i've definitely walked 36 holes in a day yeah jeez. Um, i would say <laughs> i would say probably it's probably 45 or 54 45 would be you know two 18s and a nine yeah that's not probably 45 i don't think i've ever done 54 walking in a day I definitely played 54 holes in a day but yeah. one of those rounds would have would have been in a cart yeah just just one, um, pretty one sure one it's 45 wow that's insane. Because yeah. I, I was just thinking, those guys like John Rahm and, and uh, Kapka, they both played thirty holes on Sunday, right? Yeah, they did. Because yeah, you got you got to think. Oh, here. Okay, actually, I got to ask about this because this is this is one I I didn't know this existed. It seemed like something I would do at Elmira Golf Course on eighteenth hole when I'm out of uh, out of contention. I just want to hit another ball. John Rahm took a provisional off the eighteenth hole. Yeah. How is that? How is that a yeah, rule? That is, you, and what is that exactly? It, it mean, well, you can yeah, you can explain it, Marcus. Yeah. So um, you always have the ability to hit a provisional ball. Now, usually, um, you would do it in an instance where your ball might be lost. Uh, the whole point of a provisional ball is to save time in case you need to hit another ball from the tee. 
So if you hit your ball into a hazard, you never have to hit from the tee, so you don't have to hit a provisional ball. But if you hit your ball into a situation where it might be lost or it might be in an unplayable location, the best option for you might be to go back to the tee, take a penalty stroke from there, and play your third shot from there. So a provisional ball just gives you the the ability to take that shot in advance of walking up there in case you need to use it. So what what happened for him on 18, if I remember correctly, he hit it left into the treed areas, like, and he uh, wasn't sure if it was going to be unplayable or if it was going to be lost entirely. So he he hit another ball, and it was and it was hard left because I saw his ball. It was not even. It didn't even make it to the fairway. Yeah, it was. It oh was really? Yeah. So that would have um, been. I, I, yeah. It's too bad that Brooks wasn't a little closer going into I know, 18. I wanted to see some dramatics at I, the end. And when I saw his ball was possibly lost, I started like thinking, oh, maybe if Brooks birdies and Rom somehow. What would have it taken? The like double a, bogey, a, a double, maybe even a triple, right? Yeah, he needed to make. If our John was at twelve under and Brooks was only at at eight, right? Yeah. So yeah, Brooks would have had to hole out from the fairway for two, and John would have had to make double. So it just, I mean, at that point, it really wasn't happening. Yeah. Um, and then Rom just kind of kind of punched it out of the trees because he did end up finding it so what happens in that scenario is then the provisional ball just gets taken out right um yeah it's somewhat of a complex rule if you end up using that ball um but none of that none of that kind of happened yeah it just seemed, yeah it's kind of like a kind of for guys like me who play in events and hit their ball into all sorts of situations like <laughs> that you you usually get some free practice by hitting some provisional balls. You can take right. away some of the nerves if you're on number one or number two, and oh. you just kind of say, "Hey, my ball might be uh, my ball might be kind of lost down there. I better hit another one." You I, just get a little practice in the middle of the round. I'm gonna start doing that all the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and then and then hopefully the boys forget which one was the first one if the You'll second one goes even if you slap it right down <laughs> yeah. the middle. True. Oh, you never know. Maybe I should just slap another. <laughs> yeah, it's just if I'm feeling good. Uh, last one I got. Thought on the uh, thoughts on the old boys kind of showing out a little bit freddie couples was the only one that made the cut become no wasn't there another um older guy that made the cut as well but i saw freddie couples became the oldest to make the cut at the masters mm-hmm. yeah yeah i mean i think that just boils down to so much of um knowing the, the course. fact that augusta can be played yeah i guess it can be, be played so well by people who have um the knowledge right? right and tiger kind of spoke about this in some of his press conferences before the before the week but Tiger really doesn't feel like he has to play very well to score really well at Augusta. Right. Um, and I think that's the perfect reason of why, like, in 2019, he rolled up there with, with a pretty good game. He probably wouldn't even say that he had the best game there that week, but he had the best game coupled with the most knowledge. Mm-hmm. And that's what got it done for him. Um, and I think that's kind of that's kind of the main reason why Freddie keeps making the cut here and guys like Bernhard Langer and couple of a couple other of those like kind of older names even yeah. Mike Weir yeah Mike um, Mike Weir just were just missed the cut really good he was plus yeah. four and, yeah. and yeah. guys at plus three were making it right right so yeah I think it was plus three that would have been uh that would have been cool to see Weirzy in there you know they're our Canadian legend that's just just had showed out for one Masters tournament and he he's always <laughs> going to be at that dinner I love that's the coolest like tradition or rule or, or whatever you want to call it one of the coolest things in sports is if you win the masters you're going to that dinner and you're playing no matter what yep you you can play as long as you want to play like even sandy lyle and larry mize yeah <laughs> those two guys yeah those two guys playing in it those guys are 
those guys are probably far past any sort of comp like competitive time but you know what is one time the, they get to go to Augusta every year there's one rule like like if you're not quite competitive enough they won't let you play or something or like do you got to be at a certain number or does your handicap have to be do, they, do these guys even use handicaps I don't think any of these guys would track a handicap but they might um if you know they're at their home golf courses but they're still kind of professional players so yeah. I doubt that they track a handicap I would say I don't believe there's anything that Augusta does to stop previous champions from playing i think if you've won the masters then you earn the right to play as long as oh, you'd like to play and unreal. a lot of real a lot of guys will stop playing early because effectively you are kind of taking a chance away from somebody else that right. got into the field right um but also not entirely because augusta always holds the right to invite whoever they want to invite so they kind of have their list of of uh ways to get in but if you don't get an invite from them then then you can't play so it's it's a really cool tournament that way um yeah. i think it'll be really cool to to see weirzy there for who knows how many more years it and then yeah. um get a couple more canadians in there i think cory connors will get it done um in the coming years i think what, so what too seems to be the bigger discussion is getting away from the canadians is if uh rory mcelroy will ever do it true yeah, I, that that's actually a name, too, that you didn't hear at all over the well, weekend. He missed the cut. Oh, he did? Yeah. Really? Yeah, yep. yeah so. he did. That's uh, yeah, a really, really terrible showing from, from Rory, I think. Who's, well, like, he, number he three, four ranked lead. in the world right now? Is he? Yeah, he, yeah, he's up there, I think, top three. Oh, wow. Um, but, uh, but yeah, he had, a, he had a big showing there in 2011, and then... Uh, and then completely folded on the last day and lost it to Charles Schwartzel. And now it's the last major he needs to create or to complete the Grand Slam. And it just seems like every year that goes by that he gets all this pressure on him and he isn't able to do it. It's uh, it's really building on him. So I do love Rory. I hope he'll ever get it done. I hope he. I hope he completes. I know. That. I feel like he's just like captain of the PGA in a way. <laughs> he, you know? definitely, like, he definitely does seem after like that. Watching the the Netflix documentary, like it would have been sweet to have him there in the finals, competing with those live guys too. But yeah, next, yeah next year, you know? I think. I think in a way, it's uh, everybody likes Rory almost too much in the sense that, like, when he comes to this event, they all talk to him as if, like, "Oh, you're gonna do it. We know you're gonna do it," yeah. and it. And it puts a little bit too much pressure on him that way. Whereas he might even he might even perform a lot better if he kind of if he kind of dogged him a little and and had people coming at him saying like we don't think you can do it like yeah. prove it man. Then it brings out the competitor in him a little bit more and and maybe he is able to kind of get over those nerves because he's got the game. Like yeah. I mean, watch watch in the coming weeks. I really wouldn't be surprised if he's just like up at the top of the leaderboards again. Um, it's just something about Augusta that just shakes him. Gives them the jitters. Uh, before we, we, oh yeah, that's uh, I think that's pretty good for our Masters recap. Um, what's what's uh, this summer look like for you? Before we let you go, are you back in uh, Barry working? Yeah, yeah, back up, uh, back up teaching, and I also work working for Callaway. So, oh nice, that's gonna get going really really quickly. Yeah, and uh, all of a sudden I'm gonna blink and it'll be September. So yeah, <laughs> if Callaway needs a couple extra guys. Um, Matt and I, you know, we could, yeah, we yeah could, just let us know. Yeah, we could probably, we could probably, uh, you know, do some good things yeah, for them. So, some, has anyone product testers? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. They actually should have some people like us to test because, you know, it's not all good golfers that buy Callaways. They're shitty golfers too. 
true. I think they're, uh, I think they're probably finding that they're getting a really good return on investment by having uh, some of these YouTube guys on their staff, like the like the Bob Does Sports yeah. guys. Do you know those guys? Yeah, I've watched Bob Does Sports all the time. I love those guys. Those guys are hilarious. Yeah. So having those guys, that's a lot more relatable for yeah for people out there to see those guys playing the equipment. And it is I hate I hate wa- I hate watching those like uh, good good guys or whatever and the um, like those guys are just you know they're they're just striping it everywhere. I I like watching Bob who who kind of reminds me of myself a little bit with the golf <laughs> yeah. club. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. yeah like he's not great. Just goes knocking. Yeah. Well, he, no, he he doesn't really hit it that far, but it's just it's just you know it's not a beautiful swing by any means. Yeah. I wouldn't say. Yeah. Um, yeah, their group is uh, their group's a perfect little mix of they got Fat Perez who can actually play really really yeah, well. Yeah, he's good. Um, and then and then you got Joey Coldcuts and Bobby Fairways who are both yeah. kind of just your yeah. average golfers. Yeah, hmm. yeah, for sure. Which you wonder how yeah. they how they cool. aren't getting better playing all the time. But um, Marcus, thanks again for <laughs> thanks again for uh, coming on. Hopefully, we can play around this summer too. I'd I'd like to you know show yeah. show you what I got. <laughs> I know. I haven't even I haven't even ever played your uh, your track down there, so I'll probably have to come for a little road trip and come play with you out there. Yep. Yep. Sounds good. Yep. Sounds good. We'll get Matty P out there yeah, too. Right, they're hitting them into the bush. <laughs> okay. <laughs> have a good one, uh, Marcus. We'll we'll catch you later. All right. See you later, boys. Yep. See, see Marcus. All right. That is our uh, golf and masters recap. Probably won't talk about golf until the next major. Yep. Yep. Next April. Watch out. Unless, uh, unless you know, one of our one of our favorites win. Uh, no, come on. We'll talk before that. Yeah, true. We'll, talk we'll have some good Canadian finishes. Yeah, or just some. You know, go- I I follow golf decently, so we'll, I do too. We'll talk I do about too. It. Um, but let's I feel t- like I love the story of like the live versus PJ more than anything else. But yeah, I just wish there was more competition between the two brands in a way. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like for me, that's entertainment there. Like having yeah. like the live versus PGA, but to just have a once a year, I guess it, you know, it just adds to the significance of the the Masters. But yeah, I don't and, know. I, and I, the I, other I majors, they head stuff. We talked about this last week, and I I think we we said that they can only play in the Masters live guys, but they can play at all mm-hmm. the majors. The live guys can. Yeah. Oh, really? So they can oh, play I four. It was just the Masters. No, four tournaments a year. I oh, think. okay. So, yeah, so yeah. we'll we'll see those guys again whenever the next. I don't oh, know, yeah, that's not bad. Though. I don't know when the next one is. Maybe it's the European one, or I, I have no idea. But yeah. Um, you want to talk Leafs or Jays first? Um, let's let's talk Jays here because okay. when this episode is out, it is Tuesday, mm-hmm. and when people are listening to this, there's potential that you're already in Toronto or you're on your way to Toronto. Oh yeah, we're recording Monday instead of Tuesday. <coughs> yeah, like we we usually record Tuesday because I am attending the home opener. You're out of town too, though. Uh, no? not out of town. No. Oh, oh, I thought you were um overnight for a work thing. Oh, that's later on, oh, later okay. in the week. Um, yeah. Yep, I'm uh I'm in Toronto watching uh watching the home opener i'm pumped for that obviously i just i'm obviously super pumped for the game but i cannot wait to just walk in that stadium and look oh, around and, and just see what i'm gonna be jealous of that like yeah. knowing like just seeing all the renos and mm-hmm. stuff like yeah oh man. i think it's gonna be uh, i think it's gonna be like one of the best atmospheres for a home opener 
that the Jays have had in a long, long time because there's, 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 I've never heard so much excitement, even from people that I've talked to that don't really follow baseball or don't really follow the Jays. Everyone kind of knows that the Rogers Center is better now because even if you don't like the Jays or follow the Jays, if you're from this area, you probably go to a game a year because it's just yeah. a, it's a great family event. It's it's like it's an easier thing to do on the weekend, and it's affordable. It's not like the it's not like the Leaf games. Like you can yeah. take a family of five there and not like completely rinse yourself. No, like it, it's it's not horrible, especially with this with the new uh, new ticket options. But yeah, so this will be uh, that'll be awesome. And who's, who's on the mound? Alec Manoa. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Game eleven. Yep. Right. Yep. Alec Manoa. Oh, Thank sweet. goodness for the day off on Monday. If they didn't have the day off Monday, it would be Gosman, and I'd still be pumped about that. But yeah, yeah Manoa and Manoa, Manoa wants opening. Day. Oh yeah, and and he was bad on opening day. Opening day, right? So the home opener, you know, he's gonna want to. Uh, He'll be hungry. Yeah, and he was he was elite his last start out. So he's had one bad one and one elite one. So we'll take that as, and that's pretty much all the Jays pitching staff. Well, yes, except, except for Barrios. Barrios, and that is actually a name that I wanted to talk to you about today. Because yeah, it's scary. We're like on a scale of one to ten, ten being like extremely worried. Where, where are you at, Brios? Because as a personal fantasy manager of Brios, yeah, I like to me. I don't have too many Jays on my team, so for me, I'm like, oh, like I just I need Brios to be something for me. But I think man, it's gonna it could get to the point for me where I might not start him depending on the, what the matchup is because for sure it doesn't even look like he's locked in. Even a little bit, like his pitches all look so hittable. Like, it's just nothing really looks like it's firing in all the cylinders right now. Like, to me, there's just like not one thing that he's perfecting out there right now. Like, to me, everything just kind of seems like mediocre at best. Like, see, I still, see, I still see the flashes of the dominance that he can have. Like, his pitches have unreal movement, but he's just not finding the strike zone. So, so no. to answer your question, if I, if it was a, if it was a fantasy manager worry level, I would say it's getting closer to the ten area oh, oh really for fantasy <laughs> okay, but but i, I mean no 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 i mean i'll take him in a trade but <laughs> yeah um no i i like it's because i mean he's going five innings and giving up four runs every time but as a as a worried as a jays fan that would be good if he was doing that right now that's what he's not doing yeah he's not even getting that done no he was four innings he was four innings yeah. and like <laughs> yeah. five runs or something but i, I mean it's it's uh for the jays as long as if so this it's gonna the worry level of Barrios kind of depends on Kikuchi to me if Kikuchi can be good mm-hmm. or even be decent then you know you have because I, I trust the other three to, to be Manoa yeah. Gosman and, and Bassett was good his second time out he was bad the first time but I still trust Bassett to, to figure it out too mm-hmm. so you're gonna have those three being good every start They'll obviously have their hiccups, but their other ones they could be elite. And if Kikuchi can just be decent, then you just let Rios like he's here for he's here for like the next seven years. Yeah, yeah. I think is this his first year of the seven year deal? Yeah, or maybe even eight. It's a long yeah. it's a long deal. It is a long and, deal. And I and I still don't hate it yet. I don't hate it yet either. And I and I saying, and I like Brios and I'm not giving up on well, him. Let's say he goes this entire season and he never really like finds it. Then like, then we're a little oh my gosh. then we're then we got some decisions to make for sure. Yeah. But I mean <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I know. It's it is still early. That's the thing. Like he has potential to start thirty one games this year, whatever it is. He started two. There's still twenty nine more to go. Yeah. Even last year with his struggles, he still logged. I think it was close, like 16, 18 quality starts or something like that. Yeah. So half of the games he was average or better. You know what? Uh, you but. know what gives me more hope than anything? What? Pete Walker. 
Yes, that's true. Pete Walker figures pitchers out. The Kikuchi, you, you saw the difference in him this year, and that's because he had a whole offseason with Pete Walker working on him. So maybe next offseason we work on Brios, or hopefully, yeah. you know, hopefully during the year too. But um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I'm, I'm not worried about, uh, I'm not worried about our pitching. I wouldn't say right now. And the bullpens no. looked awesome. Swanson and, and Jimmy, the Swan Dog, yeah, and, and Romano obviously um, falter a little bit. Blew but... a save, but got the win. Yeah, got the win because <laughs> yeah, the boys. The win, that's true. Because the boys, uh, the boys picked him up. Trevor Richards, <laughs> if there's, I. I I've I've always said like I'm the type of uh, fan that can get behind almost everybody on every team that I love. Yeah. And there's guys like Pierre Engvall and there's guys like uh, Martin Rinchant and and there's <laughs> there's guys like Trevor Richards. Yes. And and I Trevor Richards I I mean <sighs> I hate to, to to I hate to harp on the old man he's he's he his hair is I mean he his hair could use a coloring. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and. <laughs> I I'm sorry, but like it's not. He's like not he even that old either. Or anything. The movement is good on his changeup. Yeah, he's, he's got a great changeup. Pitches. He's right got now. a great changeup. He does have a great changeup. Yeah, but wow, his fastball doesn't get him anywhere. No, it doesn't and get him need anywhere. Else. Yeah, because <laughs> we have our little group chat too, and yeah. when we've seen Richards coming in, you, you just know there's going to be some semantics it, involved. You know, it's not going to be and a three Kirk, up, three down. Kirk and, didn't help him out one bit. That's no, for sure. Yeah, that that's a good point. If Kirk catches that ball, that, he, he gets out of it. He gets yeah. the save. Yeah. Um, but but the Jays' offense and the relentlessness, and especially with two outs, oh. what they've been able to start. Kevin Kiermaier, Dalton Varsho, those two, and then Matt Chapman having the year of his life so far. That's the thing. They just have the right men- players with the right mentalities. Like guys like Kiermaier and Varsho are going to be massive difference makers in that lineup this year. By the way, Matt Chapman's MVP odds right now. One dollar wins you one hundred and ten. One dollar. Really? He's he's off to that start. AL MVP. Yeah. First week. Book it. Yeah. All right. You're crazy if you're not throwing two bucks down on that. Okay. You know what? I put two on it. So I'm just gonna let you know what happened here. So when we did our fantasy baseball draft, Mm -hmm. Matt Chapman's ADP, the average draft position was in the mid 100s. You took him like 101 or something. Yeah. I was planning on taking him the next round or two because (laughs) his season with Oakland before he went to Toronto, like when a guy moves. To different division yeah. and with different team, you can't always ask for the same production in their first year. But this is the year where the Jays should be saying, "Hey, this is what you produced in Oakland. This is what you need to be producing this year." Especially he's with also, this batting lineup he, and where he bats in the batting lineup, and and he's he a pending free living, agent. He is living up to every single like ounce of hype or anything that he did with mm. Oakland. Like, and he's just being that batter. Like, no one should be surprised. Even like he did. This is what he did with Oakland. Like, he was an elite batter. Like. Yeah. He's always been like a like he's never the batting average has never been that, yeah because he's high. he's been a strikeout yes. guy too for sure but and that still might come hopefully not hopefully he just stays scorching the whole year obviously At the Rogers Center got more hittable as well yeah like it, it got even easier to hit bombs and it was already one of the ballparks where it was easy to hit bombs so I think Chapman I think you're gonna see 25 bombs from Chapman with a great average and and the reason why he has a legit chance to win MVP is because he's for sure the best third baseman in the league too. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, yeah. I, I mean, people would argue that with Arenado, I think, but yeah, Devers' offensive production. Yeah, offensive. I'm saying defensively. Oh, defense, yeah, yeah, yeah. Defensively, him and Arenado are top two. Yeah, 
So Chapman might be top one. So if Chappie can bat 300 with 25 bombs and 100 RBIs and mix a couple stolen bases in there, because he's now all of a sudden he's a little faster. He's definitely more lean this year than he was last year. Yeah, no, he looks good. So uh, by that by that stock on Chapman MVP uh, conversation, it's it's obviously unlikely, and that's what the odds will say. But if you if you don't have two dollars mm. to throw down on that, I don't know what we're doing here. <laughs> no, that's true. It's <laughs> like uh, uh, with the Masters there. Who was that? Corey, Corey Connors yeah. after the first day when he had his bet around. Did I did I put another wager on top of the first one I already had on Corey yeah. Connors? Yes. Yeah, and did he not make the cut? Yes. But yeah. was he if he would have almost dead last in the I whole tournament? Been myself. Yeah, for sure. Um, so that's that's what we do. We we go for uh, f- that. That's a chump future. But anyway, when you think about the Jays game tomorrow and like this, that's potentially be the best atmosphere of the entire season. Obviously, first game huge expectations for the team unless there's more important games in September in the regular yeah. season coming down to the wire in yeah. the division with the Yankees or the Rays or something like that but opening day like just what are the thoughts in your head what are the expectations like you're going to be at one of one of the best games of the year yeah uh, the expectations are going to be through the roof high cuz they play Detroit yeah so if, yeah. if they and they're they're lined up for this three game series with Detroit with uh their top 3 top 3 pitchers so i mean if it would be actually a disappointment if they didn't sweep Detroit. So, mm-hmm. so uh, that's what that's what I'm I'm excited to just hopefully see the first win of that series. Either way, um, the ballpark it's just going to be great to be back at the ballpark. Um, but let's move on to some hockey talk before we before we wrap it up here because yep. the the Leafs are also playing um, shortly. Like as we're recording, they're 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 playing uh, game eighty one as we're about to be recording. And it doesn't mean much for the Leafs. It doesn't mean anything for the Leafs other no. than other than Matthew Nye's likely playing. We still haven't heard still haven't heard officially. Do, He's for sure should, signed his contract. Yeah, we should almost check uh who who who's good at putting the lineups out there on Twitter. Um Mark Masters. Mark Masters yeah, maybe yeah. maybe see what he's saying because because yeah. maybe the lines are out by now. But um one one uh team this this uh well obviously Florida is oh. in, in a must win scenario. And you're gonna have Penguins fans watching this. Shout out, Fuzz. Yeah. Um, he needs a Leaf win tonight, bad. Needs a Leaf win. I like actually need is if Florida wins tonight and Pitt loses. If Florida does wins Pitt play Pitt tonight, loses, they're eliminated. Does Pitt play tonight? Um, I don't believe so. Let me double check that. No, they do not. No, they, they don't. They play tomorrow night. So yeah. just for tomorrow, no, if Florida wins tonight. Oh, they got I mean, Chicago. Pittsburgh wouldn't technically be mathematically eliminated, but Pittsburgh has Chicago tomorrow night or uh, tonight as we're or, uh, April 11th on Tuesday. Yeah. So that's uh, that's obviously a nice um, hand to be dealt. And then they have Columbus. So their yeah. last two games, it's very doable. Very win. It should be one. Yeah, they they should win their last two, which will put them to 94 points if if that all goes well. And then you have uh, their point behind both the Islanders and Florida and who Florida obviously has the Leafs. And then do you know who their other games against? Um, Florida plays, they play um, Carolina on Thursday. So, Ooh, tough so Florida's matchup. got two tough ones. Yeah. And the Islanders have the Capitals tonight. Yeah. Uh, as we're recording and the Canadians on Wednesday. So they should, no, they should obviously beat Montreal. It's coming down to it, but, but it's going to be a battle. It's, it's going to be a battle out there for those three teams. That's always uh, fun to watch as, as one of the teams not in that grouping. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> that not that the craziest thing as a Leaf fan, though? Like, we've never really had to, like, worry about where we finish in the regular season probably the last five or six years. Like, we're uh, always... Probably the last ten years, because before that, we were just never in the hunt. 
That's that's a good point. Yeah, either we're <laughs> yeah. out in the hunt or we've just been like, yeah. finishing like yeah. the top three. Except for that, except for the like the first year they made it, Matthew's first year, that Against one Washington. Yeah, they clinched that one like game eighty or maybe seventy nine or something yeah. like late. So yeah. so that was that was probably last time. But other than that, yeah, we're never in this scenario because it's either no. it's either been really good or really really bad. Yeah. But so. uh, one more thing on the Pittsburgh thing too, they do have the longest streak in sports currently mm. of making the postseason which i think is at 16 years now really ever since crosby has been in the league so there really is a lot riding for pittsburgh here like I, I feel like if pittsburgh doesn't make the playoffs here there's gonna be a lot of wheels turning in that organization on the like you know that's the, been the, the future of yes but if they don't make the playoffs yeah. like that i feel like that says a lot yeah for sure but that's been the conversation the last five years and they've kind of like but snuck they've been in going for it in a way every you know yeah like they still are and like i respect it when you have crosby and milk and you gotta but, but it's a lot on the line for pittsburgh for sure and they're the team if out of those three teams if i had to pick two just out of teams i like it would probably be Pittsburgh one, and then I guess Florida. I guess, yeah, I know. I don't really care about Florida. No, I, I don't think I can watch the Islanders. No, like, I hate the Islanders. So yeah, that, that's like why it. it would be Pittsburgh and Florida. So you know Pierre would be oh. ripping t- <laughs> clap bombs too. Yeah, he, you know somehow Pierre would finish the point per game in the playoffs. Yeah, you know he'd have or one good game, and the Leaf fans would be like, "See if we had Pierre, we could have oh, done this." Could show. you imagine if the Islanders move on? Pierre had a series, and the Leafs just you know, mm. faltered again. You, you won't be, you, you would never hear the end of it. Never. Yeah. You won't be hearing much from me about, no, we, I probably just won't talk about we'd sports. We'd have to retire the pod for a few weeks. Yeah, we're done. Yeah. 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 So, okay. So what happens if the Leafs missed the, the first round this year? Yeah. And like, Pierre, I don't want to talk about it again because last year we had the same thing. It was such a bummy episode. We, record- we sat here and we're like, yep. Uh, I don't know. Like we've, rec- I think we've recorded three years in a row. Of devastation. The night of game sevens or sixes or whenever they've lost. Yeah. So I think last year we did one after one of the games and it was some <laughs> yeah. good recording for yeah, sure. That was a very interesting one. I do yeah. I do remember that <laughs> night. Did? Yeah. Yeah. Was well, that you sent me a Snapchat recently of us being in the we had a sleepover in the studio here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would have been a different night. But... Yeah, it was a different night for sure. Because that, that was but... that was early March. But yeah, we've, we've had some interesting ones in here for sure. Um, yeah. But uh, did you did you see any update on Nyes? Did you see yeah, anything? As of twenty minutes ago, TSN tweeted Nyes debut tonight. Didn't say lines. Did, uh, let me quick check that out. Okay, because I'm just interested who they who they'd play him with and. And uh, I assume they're going to give him talk, top six minutes because that's what they do with every new guy that comes in. They'll probably stick him with... I would not be shocked if they stuck him with Matthews and Marner. Ooh, Leafs didn't plan to play Matthew Nice tonight, but Sam Lafferty out with an issue that popped up at practice. Oh, so now he's playing. Quote out from Keith: Great opportunity for him to get right in it. It hasn't been ideal circumstances in terms of travel, even today with medicals and all these kinds of things. But ideal circumstances passed us... By long ago, so here we are. <laughs> and he will start with a Chari and Kerfoot tonight. Okay. Chari and Kerfoot, nice. Matt, nice, 6'2". Yeah. Uh, read a bit of our big article on him today. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, as a Leaf fan watching Nice going forward, even if he plays in the playoffs, we should not expect anything offensive production-wise. He's just got to be the type of guy that keeps the puck out of your net, goes to the net hard, and plays Craig, bodies, and that, that's what he is. He's a six foot two guy. He's always been a point-per-game player pretty yeah. well exactly yeah. in every single league he's played. But I think for Leafs, he's just going to come in there. He's he's going to be I – think, I think he's going to be a similar guy to, like, what Achari is going to be for Leafs in the playoffs. Like, a gritty guy, if he plays. Like, yeah. I think that's – 
that basically that's what they're saying the expectation for Matthew Nyes would be if he were to be on the roster is yeah. basically just a guy go out there um, lots of energy lots of pace get in the corners yep. get in front of the net so I, I don't expect to see him start game one of playoffs it'll be I mean if he if his last I'm sure he'll play these last two games to obviously tonight and then I, I don't know when else they probably Wednesday they play yeah. or whenever but um, no Thursday they play the Rangers uh, as their last game of the year Thursday April 13th is when okay. the last game I expect to see him play both those games and then I don't expect to see him start the playoffs because no, I don't either. Zach Aston Reese deserves to be in there and he'd be the only guy you'd take out obviously that's that's uh, pending injuries and pending if he if he looks great in these two games then maybe they give him a shot but I would think that he will come into a game in playoffs after a night where they lose or look bad and they need to change something up if they're if say if they are down 2-1 in a series or something yeah to tampa then i could see him maybe coming in and just trying to add a spark but i think uh ideally ideally he's your your 13th forward yeah no i i agree Which completely agree. That's 13th a, forward that's a great Get, problem to have hopefully he gets in a couple games in the first round but yeah i don't know i'm just hopefully I'm just not because that it. means everything's going well that's true too you know that, yeah, yeah that's that's the glass half full way of looking at it. And that's what we do here. That's what we uh, do. Last thing, um, did you see the Leaf game Saturday night? Did you watch any of that? Uh, they beat Montreal 7-1? No, actually. No. Did you hear what happened at the end of the game? Uh, remind me. They brought in their... Oh, yes, uh, the e-bug with a minute left. Yeah, he, he wasn't like... I don't think he was technically an e-bug. They, they kind of like signed him to a professional one day because oh, okay. he's the U- university of toronto u of t goalie yeah yeah um and then keith said it wasn't his decision to put him in but it came from up top which so obviously dubas is like get this guy in the game with a minute left yeah well that was purely on dubas well it was somebody that, so keith's quote i uh, maybe we should try to i don't know i won't find it but he uh um keith was asked after the game like what was the decision on putting i think his name is jet alexander or something yeah, yeah. he didn't end up getting a shot but it was just cool that's just a cool thing i, I don't know i don't have any problem with it but keith said wasn't my decision and they asked who's his decision he's like it came from up top doesn't matter and so so keith i don't know if was too happy about putting him in but i i just think it's a i just think it's a cool thing to do um for uh you know for a guy that'll make his that'll make his life yeah. he, he has a picture of him in an nhl game now did you see uh, there was a quote from uh, Weidman, Chris Weidman yeah. on the yeah, Montreal yeah. quote? Yeah. They'll get what they deserve in a few weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Montreal Shut up, Chris is the Weidman. biggest piece of you-know-what team in the... Like, they're, Montreal's not going yeah. anywhere. Like, yeah. You can't be chirping the Leafs for yeah, you can an e-bug against you when you're down 7-1. Yeah, like, yeah. embarrassing. You're yeah, allowed embarrassing. to say shit on this podcast, just so you know. Yeah, well, it could have gone other ways too. Oh, ooh, we were going, we were going hard. Did I say piece of? Yeah. Oh. He said okay. the biggest piece of you know what. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I guess. Shit. Biggest I'm, piece of. What you know? What else, What other route could have you gone with that? I guess the effort. I don't know. The biggest piece of. That just. That, I mean. I'm, well, I, I, again, twenty twenty three things are constantly getting reinvented and invented. So true. You don't want to. You don't want to judge anybody for any kind of wording or or, yeah. or, or looks or, or gender or sexual anything. No. Anything. Yeah. Uh, sorry. The, the name Jet Alexander. You're correct there. Yeah. Just just to, so he gets his flowers. But. Yep. Shout out Jet. And uh, one more thing that we do need to talk about too. Uh-huh. Um, this Wednesday, the Raptors have their playing game against the Chicago Bulls. Win or go home, I believe, is what it is. One game. One game, oh. I believe, in Toronto. I think. 
against the Chicago Bulls. So DeMar DeRozan and company. Oh. So um, let, let's go Raps. Yeah. I mean, yep. we've seen what the Kitchen Rangers did against the Windsor Spitfires and eighth seed being the, the yep. first seed. Yep. A sweep even. Uh, Kitchener London too. But yeah. just a quick shout out to that one. That's yeah, going to yeah. be held and series yeah, as you, well. Good, good job bringing up the Rangers because they swept the one seed. Yep. Sw- swept, swept the, swept the Spitfires. Um, but uh, what was I talking about before then? Um, the Raptors. The Raptors, yeah. <laughs> so Wednesday at home in Toronto. You know, let, let's try and uh, I'm not going to get like too hyped about the Raptors, but it's playoffs. You just got to make the dance. That's what we that game's say, Wednesday so. night. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Wednesday night. If if I find myself on the couch during yeah, that time, back and forth at the Jays for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, anyway, that's that's where we're at the Raptor season. And if if they were to get it done, you know. We always talk about making the dance, so I think we have to maintain that mentality and get mm-hmm. behind the wraps a little bit because okay. uh, I do think they have a good starting five, but yeah. we'll see what happens. Yeah, for sure. And with that, uh, it's looking like a beautiful week for weather, everybody. 100%. In the 20s this week, yeah. so get out there, enjoy the nice weather, mm-hmm. and uh, pump for the summer. Just pump yeah. for it all. Can you wear shorts at work? Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm undecided if I, I can, but with the knee pads I have to wear... So the straps yeah with the straps mm. might be really irritating so i'm in a bit of a pickle coming up here i gotta decide what i'm gonna do definitely try out the shorts yeah but uh, for sure. i might have to find like something that could go at the maybe the back of my legs to help with a uh help with a cushion or something yeah it's it's a battle that i'm gonna have to, but these black pants i'm wearing today those leg sleeves we used to buy maybe yeah. we just cut them in half Ooh. And put them right around the knee Ooh, i would yeah. look like an absolute idiot but well just cut it like where your knee bends they're lime green the ones I have. <laughs> well, start a trend, baby. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, go Leafs, go Jays, fins up, keep pounding. Yep, keep pounding. Draft in just over two weeks. Yep. Panthers first overall. Now nah, they're going to trade. Keep it. pounding while he's pounding. <laughs>